Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight. Joining me in the studio today, we've got Christian Von Sponick, head honcho of Boxing 247, our friends across the pond. How you doing, Christian? I'm very good. How are you, Graham? Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I see uh, we're going to be talking about Trevor Bryan. And uh, so just for fun, just before we get started, I said to myself, wow, this is going to be a short conversation. So just for fun, I went to Box Rec. <laughs> I went to Box Rec. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap, he's not even in the top 25. What the heck is this guy? Um, I, I know I know he was on the uh, the Don King promoted fight uh, this past weekend, which he won, I think, a split decision. And uh, so anyway, so uh, but you put him in the headline. So uh, what do you have to say about this young man? Well, with the question of uh, should he be as such the WBA world heavyweight champion, the answer is not a long one. Um, it is very short, and the simple answer is no, absolutely not. No way. How can he be the heavyweight champion? A, in the condition that he was in, and it's not like he is a career that condition. He came in way, way, way overweight. I mean, on the way up, he, he was a lot lighter. And he is not even performing as a champ compared to how he was on the way up anyway. Uh, and that wasn't sort of great that any of the, uh, the top 10 in the world, top 15, would have nightmares about. Um, no, just completely, completely just um, a disappointment. And why the WBA haven't sorted out this, this situation, I don't know. Admittedly, the WBA are doing quite well with a lot of the belts, this belt, friend, whatever, all these other made-up trinket belts, which are there, they are scaling it down. But they need to bring the scaling down onto this kind of uh, debacle anyway because if you you know trevor bryan going around calling himself the world heavyweight champion no cannot undeserved it is not right it is just wrong what do you think i'm in total agreement um like i'm i'm somewhat astounded and somewhat speechless at this whole uh, as you've called it a debacle simply because you take a look, I'm just glancing with, with my left eye over here uh, at, at the box track. Uh, you... <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, my God, man, with this guy, if he wants to even go, like we were talking about this last week, if you want to even unclog that that top five, you're, you're looking at 2024. Um, and so this guy's holding on to a WBA championship belt, clinging onto it, I might add. Um, uh, but and who's he got next? Like Daniel Dubois? Like what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm confused. I'm actually confused. Apparently, yes, that is going to be Daniel Dubois, and it's a funny one with with this because of if you go back to when you had the WBO that came about in what was it 1988? I think it was. You had the the IBF, which was the the early 80s. It is not the belt that made the champion. It was the champion that made the belt. And if you get somebody who is going to be more decent um, as a fighter, as a heavyweight, as a supposed heavyweight champion, with that belt around them, it might actually, possibly, could maybe have a little bit more stature to it, maybe, if that's the right word. Um, Daniel Dubai would take out Brian, got three rounds. Certainly, if Brian came out in the condition that he did in the fights that he, he just 
at last fight the other day, and that was no disrespect to his opponent that came in last notice, who uh, who who gave him a real good run for his money. He made it a fight. I don't think uh, Brian was uh, particularly expecting that, to the point of it being split decision. Um, you know, Brian is not going to be there on this world typing world title championship level for very long. If a better person, a better fighter, a better heavyweight, a more worthy champion took that belt, had it round their waist. I don't know, it might add a little bit more to it. But I still, it's this whole thing, regardless of who is holding it, how can you have it? I know it's the same with all the weights. How can you have a world heavyweight, a world whatever champion, and it not be any other guys that are at the top with the current still going on, going on and on, merry-go-round, which is happening at the top. And uh, even when we spoke last week, we thought there was going to be a bit more clarity. Um, Friday... As expected, as I heard as such, um, it happened with, you know, being, you know, with, with Fury, because he automatically goes to Fury uh, white again. Um, you know, I thought we could have more clarity with that. And there's still murky waters with the whole of the thing. It is not signed. There is still a lot of silence. There is a lot of non-clarity with that again and again and again, to the point of Perspid's been won. It's a week later. What is or isn't going on? Back to Brian, because it's very easy to go back up to the top of the merry-go-round and everything that has been going on for the past, God knows, whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Brian's not going to be up there for very long unless he continues fighting the kind of people that he has. I mean, Mahmood, Char could come along. He is deserved to have, because I thought he was the, was it the champion, Emma, how do you pronounce that word? Emma, Emma what do they call it? The champion, like a recess, for example. Because uh, you had all the stuff with um, all that stuff going on with Don King and, and all that that was going on. And Char did have it, but he was stripped of it. But he was guaranteed, you know, a shot. Where's that guaranteed shot gone? I know he's had one fight in the past, got probably four or five years, which was that second round blowout of Christopher Lovejoy. Uh, but he still deserves his shot. Now, I think Char... At the reins with the belt adds a little bit more than Trevor Bryan done because I think I think Char would beat uh, Bryan, but I'm hoping because I can't see them uh, as in the WBA taking this and just wiping this off because you know they mm. it's only by pressure that they've reduced the amount of belts that they've got anyway. They're not doing this out of no, we see the way we do it. There's too many belts, but no, this is not this reduction scheme that they've got in place. Is not you know from the kindness of their heart to sport of boxing because it's wrong. No, it's because of public pressure. Um, but they are still going to draw a line where they stop and with which titles exactly they're going to take off. And this will, I can't see this being one of them. But I think the only light, the only thing that gives us a bit of ray of hope with this debacle of a situation with this title is that the a better fighter will hold that belt. So you will have the fighter that will make the belt, not the, <clears throat> the other way around. Because the belt making the fighter currently in Brian is not working. It is not. Um, Sony right. better. Um, Dubois, I do rate him. Uh, I think he will help the situation, um, especially if he did fulfill some of the promise he did uh, show prior to the um, his one loss that he had. Um, you know, I still think he's very capable. I think he can mix it at the top, and I think he could be a better, more worthy 
and more accepted champ as well. As long as he wins it, if it happens, and he gets some credible opposition. And we're saying this, and I might regret saying this later on, next week, whatever, but at least you've got the top of the tree with those titles, and it's all clogged. There's no more clarity, as we well know. At least this will give some hope and make, I think, hopefully, some credible bouts that would take place. At least it'll have a little bit more shine to it being the supposed World Heavyweight Championship, blah, 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 of the WBA. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's clogged at the top. We are no clearer. Um, you know, it is now a week, uh, a week later. You've had back to Fury and White. You've had the, the purse bids. That was six days ago. Where's the announcement of the big fight? There's nothing. All is very quiet. Even with that said, because now we know that supposedly it is meant to be Fury versus White that is happening. So therefore, the eyes shift over to the situation with Usyk and Joshua with the supposed rematch. Bearing in mind the rematch um, has always already, that clause has already been activated. Silence. Nothing. If I was a heavyweight fighter at the moment and I was in the top 15, I'd be kicking, screaming, shouting, whatever, because you're there doing nothing. You can be mandatory and be doing nothing. Joe Joyce, what the hell? And as we said last week, um, you know, you've got these rematches. When they finally get their shit together, there's going to be rematch clauses, I'm sure, in the fights anyway. So mandatory is not going to, I said last week, not going to get a chance until 2024. I think that is very um, hopeful. It's, it's going to roll over into 2025. It will do. I've got my boxing crystal all out, you see. Um, so back to the WBA regular belt, at least it might much it might spur on some of the better fights to take place maybe with the best of the rest we shall see just to give you an example for the fans out there just to give you an example of, of where this all lies, I said earlier Trevor Bryan sits at number 38 on the box track standings and that's because of his point total of 6.502 and he's got a 3 star rating Sitting two above him is Philip Rogovic with 6.536 rating. If you go to the top of the standings, and you'll find Alexander Usyk, he has 428.5 points. So you're talking six points for Trevor Bryan, 428 points for Alexander Usyk, who's number one. And, uh, and he's got a five-star rating, just by comparison alone. So in between those two, you've got what, 37 fighters? And I'm looking at the names. I'm saying to myself, okay, and, and as I said, Daniel Dubois is number 22 with 17.45 points and a four-star rating. So that's just by box recs calculations and where their standings are based on their point system. Uh, and you're looking at that and you're saying to yourself, well, I am saying to myself, you know, you can, you can sort of see, because a lot of arguments have been presented this way, you can sort of see why these guys hang on to their belts. And, and I'll give Don King credit for this. Uh, you know, he, you know Trevor Bryan maintains his un, unbeaten record, 22-0. But you take a look at the fighters ahead of him, and you're, you're saying, pick any one of them. Any one of them, theoretically, uh, should be able to beat uh, Trevor Bryan. I'm blown away. You know what? There's even a Canadian 
in there. Top 30, Simon Keane. I've never heard of the fellow. But uh, out of Quebec with 8.5 points. But the point is, is like the point differential between the top, really top, the top fighters, the true top fighters is incredible compared to a WBA heavyweight champion. And I can't believe it. It's, um, as I said earlier, I'm speechless. When I looked at this, I went, whoa. Completely agree. Um, and there's one of the comments made, it's time for a new era in heavyweight boxing. Yes, going back to, you know, Dubois, um, I may be completely wrong with it. I think Dubois will be one of the top guys in the mix. Um, he's young. He's, he's early, early 20s. You've got, you know, him that is up and coming, that has got a lot of time left, a lot of time. Um, you know, Gerald Miller, that is one for the future. This is going to be the new era, I think. It's going to be after the, the U6, Furies, Whites and AJs. These are the kind of people which are going to come through. It might be too bad, um, but it is due something. It is due somebody to come along. And... It is reminding me very much now of the the, the 80s part with, of boxing um, when they called it the, the the lost era, I think it was, when you had the title. Mm. Literally. Okay, it's not quite like that. We're not passing the title from one to another like it was then because it's not even being passed around, let alone anything else. It's not even being fought for to pass around at the moment. I mean, the right. you know, amount of times that the, the, the fights are being... Um, for is, is ridiculous. If you, if you compare these, to, I think to every era, it's going to be the lowest amount ever. Um, especially if you if you go back to the Hamdali days and, and things like that, where they were just you know fighting, 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 and it's the way. And I know you have to then because if you've just got one champ. Um, but even now with right. multiple champs, it is happening. But going back to the lost era, it was just the the state of what was on the state of some of the fighters how. Uh, an overweight fighter going back to Brian can be as such by some as a top level fighter because as much as we're saying this I'm sure some people might not even agree with what we're saying but there's people out there whether it be naivety whether it be sold by the idea of the WBA heavyweight championship sold by a very good salesman called Don King um, yep. but some people are in the belief and some people and would be if you said to them who's the current heavyweight champion, some people would turn around and say Trevor Bryan. Oh my god. Um, and it just goes back, and this is what I mean back back to the 80s, where that back then, if you asked who the heavy, the heavy champ was, heavyweight champ was, it was such a confusing situation. Even if you did have the one dominant guy early on, which is Larry Holmes, he did switch over from the WBC to the newly created IBF, with much as it caused some confusion and he made the belt because he dropped WBC. A lot of people did assume that was more what we would say now as a casual uh, viewer of the sport. They would think that it wasn't actually Larry Holmes, but it was one of the others that picked up the WBC belt, which was thrown around for a while. And it's, it's just with the state, how it is, how it's regarded, reminds me of the 80s. Full circle back to the question which somebody said, where it's time for a new era in heavyweight boxing. I just wish somebody would come along that is going to be like Nyson, that is dominant, that can wipe up. I mean, I can't think of one person being afraid. I might be shot for this. Um, and it can be argued in the second or maybe third uh, part of his career. But with Mike Tyson, certainly up to and during his peak, 88, there was no, nobody that was ducked. He cleared out. 
There was nobody that was missing, that was ducked, that he didn't fight, that came forward and said they were fighting. Um, you know, just want someone to come along that is willing and that will be able to do that. Is General Miller one of those people? Can Dubois improve enough for that to happen? Who knows? But, uh, God, somebody like Mike Tyson, please sort it out. It just needs, it needs moving. It needs clarity. It's a, a clear out. And going back to that comment again, it, it needs a new era. Absolutely. Because we're trying to choose not swear words. Uh, this <laughs> just pantomime at the moment is, is just, come on, what is it? What is stopping them? Is it the money? Is it the, I don't know. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, sort well, of I've, somebody. You know, it's crazy. What Anthony Joshua said this week. So here, here I was last week defending Anthony Joshua, thinking based on this fantastic trainer he was about to announce, based on his new strategy to deal with uh, his his reach advantage, I was picking Anthony Joshua to beat uh, Usyk. Okay, so this week, what does Anthony Joshua turn around and say? Oh, I don't need a trainer. What the heck is going on? Yes, their trainer. Well, um, he does. He needs something because if something doesn't change, you're going to get the same result. Um, I think, personally, I'm under the impression that he's listened to many or too much to the many people which have been saying he needs to go out there and just be aggressive, be the old AJ. Be, and I think that that has as much as that maybe a different is needed, I think that uh, he is under depression now that if he just goes in with a different approach, I try to not outbox the boxer or outbox the very clever, devious, and very smart boxer, he might actually win. And it's it's not going to happen. Uh, it's possible that it could happen because he is very powerful and it just takes blah, 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 one, all the rest of it. But usually that kind of thing won't work with a fighter, even if he was coming up in weight and he is a far naturally smaller man, it's not going to happen with somebody like Usyk. No way. It cannot happen. Gerald Miller versus Derek Chisora would be a good test at this point. Absolutely. I think he's got, certainly with what he has shown, excuse my words right here, so far, that would be a good matchup. He can step up, and I don't think he would, certainly, you know, with, with Chisora wanting to carry on, um, you know, he's not going to have the money as, I think we discussed this last week, as a gatekeeper. It's yeah. not going to happen because he's now going to have to step down a level. But at least this with against a, a, a big unknown name will still generate money. And I still think that that would be a, a good fight. And I think it is very possible as well uh, because I think the promoters and uh, with Miller himself, I think, should be rubbing his hands at the moment with what is out there, as much as he's not at a point where you'd stick him in at the top, so that at the top with that complete circus at the moment is not affecting him. Um, there's a lot of good fights to make, and I think now would be a good time to throw him in because he shows a lot of promise. But as long as the same thing doesn't happen that happened with Daniel Dubois, where he was supposedly, and I, I was definitely one of them, the thought he had a lot of promise, I still think he has. Um, and he still was doing very good against Joe Joyce. And he was ahead, what was it, two of the three cards or some at the time he was ahead. Um, you know, bar the eye injury, et cetera, if that would have gone a distance, he could have, you know, he could have won, you know, apart from, you know, he 
took himself out of the fight. Then he's labelled a quitter, unfair, all the rest of it. Um, why we should think anything less of him, um, I really don't know, because it, he's got to be, what, I can't remember, 22, 23, something like that. Um, you've got a lot of time. And he hasn't fought great opposition since. Uh, Bogdan Danu, and who else was the, yeah, the, the second fight he's had? Um, that's that was the Romanian champion. There was, I think, one over, one other, which wasn't of great caliber. But do you really need to put it into a higher caliber for, to build the confidence up? And with somebody that is so young that still needs to carry on and learn the trade, because the general consensus is, is that he just he was rushed just a little bit too soon against choice uh, against Joyce, um, which you know maybe that was a bad decision, but maybe he can actually learn a heck of a lot from it. What is wrong with one loss on your career? It wasn't an absolute beat down. It was an eye injury. As long as the eye injury, or the, hopefully X eye injury, doesn't cause uh, a problem, then um, there, there was no problem with it. And I think that's a lot, a lot of what the other top contenders should be doing at the moment is having these fights because it's not happening. I think anybody's scared of getting that that loss on their record. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. It's still a merry-go-round. It needs somebody else. It needs somebody up to uh, to, to clear it up. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, I'm just looking at the comments. Uh, Mac, oh, God, I can never pronounce his name as well. Um, him, the guy that's knocking everybody out. Uh, uh, everyone the my KO. Yes, he could be let off the leash. Rather. I think they need to up these guys. Throw it all in the mix, and while it's all clogged up at the top, just sort it out and find out. And separate the men from the boys with everything. Um, there's enough of them. There's there's fighters now like Derek Chisora, which could put up good tests against the two aforementioned. Uh, or how about Derek Chisora against Dubois? Any, you know, any of the, the young guns at the moment. You know, I think he's got one last fight, cash out fight, gets a good game, get one last, 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 last good payday, and then retire because that that Parker fight, that last one was was not good to see. Uh, I think people say there's one last good fight in a fighter. I think that was the last good fight. Because um, he only the only thing he had going for him was, I personally think, is that he was trying to old man him with his tricks, going back into the corner like he did, and a couple of times he nearly succeeded. I think right. he did well with what he has left, uh, bearing in mind that the beatings he has taken and the competitive fights that he's been in, which would have been draining in themselves, whether he was victorious or, or he lost. Um, yeah, it's now a time for a new area. It's clogged at the top. It's a complete circus. It is nothing certainly new now. Let's sort, you know, the best of the rest. Um, and there's some good fights to be made. Some very interesting fights. If they are prepared to get a loss on their record. And this is the one thing that's just so frustrating now compared to even back to, well, more so to the, the olden days where, you know, fighters have losses on their record and it made no difference. With UFC, they have losses on their record. It makes no difference. Uh, it can it can help a fighter. It can you know because a lot of these fighters are, are padded. They go top level, they lose. If they have these fighters, these fights rather, where they do lose, learn from it. It makes them a, it make them a better fighter. I think Dubois has got a lot to offer. I were I was and I will consider to beat his drum as such. What do you think, Cedric Ben, who also uh, makes some very valid points with the the letter L. Uh, he's a trainer, and he's on Talking Fight quite often. And when he discusses fights and their records, he uh, he doesn't say it's a loss. He says it's, it's, it's a learning. Um, you know, they, they've taken something into account that they didn't know before, and next time they'll be better because of it. Uh, but the, the other thing I was thinking of while you're uh, discussing those points, 
uh, when it comes down to money, I have to wonder whether it's possible, just possible, if someone with enough money came along, and I'm not talking about the matchrooms or the Frank Warrens or the, you know, the, the uh, top ranks. I'm wondering if someone else completely independent came along with the right amount of money, he or she could set up uh, an actual tournament, not a, not a weekend type style of tournament. But I'm just wondering if you could, you could create some really decent heavyweight fights from among all those. I mean, like I said, I go back to that box rack, box rack list and I see like 20 fighters who are basically unemployed right now, you know, uh, who, who could be put on cards, who could be uh, putting on phenomenal fights for the fans. And uh, if not simply earning money, create an entire new championship that they would fight for. Um, not necessarily belt, maybe a cup, you know? You know like what I'm saying? WBF, like like uh, Kelly Sowland with the, the lightweights and the other, uh, the cruiserweights, et cetera, something like that would be good. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, whether or not it's time uh, for someone to step up and say, hey, God, never, you know, you know, you know what name has popped into my head? Good point. Yeah, very good. You know, you, you know what name has popped into my head? I hate to say it. Jake Paul. Jake Paul came out with some really good, for once, decent comments yesterday at the press conference at Madison Square Gardens when he was talking about uh, women in boxing. And he said some stuff that even Eddie Hearn didn't say. And I was really surprised. I was taken aback. I'm going, wow, am I actually listening to Jake Paul? Uh, but if he's sincere about uh, putting his millions to good use, I wonder if this is a way we could do it, is entice someone who has a sincere interest in boxing sincere interest in its future and moving it forward and unclogging and not necessarily dealing with the top five. They are taken care of. I'm talking about the guys, the 20 guys, not the 30 guys under them, but the 20 guys under them who, as I said, are unemployed. You know? It has been done before. You had even, going back to the Mike Tyson situation, you had the heavyweight tournament that Don King put together then with the lead up to Undisputed that was involving the leading contenders and the champions at the time. Um, but yeah, the WBS, which uh, Kelly Sowland did. There's, there's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why not do a heavyweight one of those? Perfect. I don't know why it hasn't, it's not even been mentioned as far as I'm aware of. And uh, maybe, hopefully, uh, well, I'm at the uh, Serrano-Taylor uh, press conference on Monday. If I can get hold of uh, Jake Paul or somebody or whoever, it would have been there, uh, who's there, I will uh, ask the question. Awesome. Mm. That'd be a very good question to ask. No, I must remember that one. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, what a good thing to do. Because at, at the top, like I said, you know, the, the, the top is going to be clogged up, I, I still say pessimistically, to 2025. Yep. You know, be, before yep. the mandatory, the likes of Joe Joyce is going to get his mandatory shot. Let's say two years' time. What's Joe Joyce now? 36. Seven, I could be wrong. Thirty-six. He's not thirty-six. Yeah, thirty-six. So he's going to be thirty-eight before the mandatory. Young, youngest, the, the youngest guy in the top ten is actually Joseph Parker, unbelievably, and he's thirty. Wow. I keep on mentioning Joe Joyce. Yep. Now he is the WBO mandatory, but not about the forget the WBC and over there at the moment. But yeah. about the IBF? Right. Not about, not about the uh, WBA. You've got, yep, three other man, you've got three other mandatories. 
the show that's going on at the moment at the top, any rematches, which I'm sure will be in place, are something which is that high, uh, and especially with Eddie Hearn being involved with Anthony Joshua, which is the, uh, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it's just the norm for business that the uh, rematch clause gets put in place. But at what point it's do you actually stop? This is, the re this is the rematch with Joshua and Usyk, if it happens. Now, do you have rematch clauses in the rematch clause? Or is it the case of it's then in the original fight, just one fight? I'd love to see a contract. And in fact, I shall ask that question. Yep. Let's get pen and paper. I write down what's going to be asked. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There, 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 there's a really uh, chirpy little comment made by one of the other fighters the other day. It goes uh, something to the effect of, uh, "What you know, I, I fully intend to beat this guy. I don't know why there's a rematch clause. I'm, I'm not intending to lose this fight. <laughs> you know, so it's a, I can't remember which one of the fighters said that, but it's it's, it's kind of true. Uh, why are they having these rematch clauses put in if, if they're intending to win? Well, without mentioning any names or anything, when you had uh, any of the prior, uh, just go say, let's say a different, just error, a different um, whatever, you never heard the rematch clause. If it, as far as I was concerned, generally, the unwritten rule was if it was a close fight and it's needed, there was a bit of controversy or it was that close or the public for whatever reason demanded it, it would happen. Yep. Right. That all goes out the window now. Um, yes, does, does it show doubt in the fighter winning? Good question. I, I, know think... it's good. I know it's a good thing for the, for the business side of it, for the fighter, in the unlikely event of it happening. Hmm. But, but that is certainly adding fuel to the fire when it comes to the argument of this clog. Uh, because a lot of it is due to the rematch clauses that are put in there. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that, that that this clog that we're now seeing in the heavyweight division would not be there had it not been for these rematch clauses that were executed by, among others, Anthony Joshua. But it's interesting, if Anthony Joshua loses and Dillian White loses, <laughs> there goes Eddie Hearn's stake in the game. Well, oh, not, yes. unless he's... Unless he's signing other heavyweights right now, <laughs> hedging his bets. I don't know, but uh, that would be a good question for him. Who else he got lined up in the heavyweight division, pal? Because these two guys might be on the way out. I do think one of the biggest contributing factors at the moment with the big clock, you, you had all the thing, obviously, with Wilder and uh, Fury with one, two, and three, and the arbitration that took time, etc. But the, one of the biggest problems, and it's just dawned on me exactly what it is, and it should have been more obvious and should have been mentioned earlier, is the fact that it's because it's, they want the undisputed. And, mm. you know, you've got the, you've got the, the group, you've got Usyk, who's the champion of, of three bouts, and you've got, obviously, Fury with, with one. And they're looking over at the other person, what's happening, what's happening? And this person won't make a move until this one's sorted out. And this one isn't yeah. still sorted out, so this one's still waiting. And he's trying to gauge something from that one over there. It's just not working. It's the delay after delay after delay. And the problem is that the delay after delay goes down that domino pile line, whatever. And it, it, yeah. it goes down to, and because everyone's like hungry for the shot because they're in the top 10 and just in case whichever board, uh, uh, 
board says that right okay we want uh, anyone for the top 10 to fight because if someone's pulled out whether people are just too and it goes to you know the reason why they don't want to lose at all and, and have that first one in the record is just a case of losing that position just in case because they generally call uh, anybody uh, within the top 10 when they need the fighter or has been the case recently in the was it the ibf one to for the ibf uh heavyweight title eliminator they had to go back to the top number 15 and it still wasn't sorted out because everyone was going no 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 and that was an, a, an actual eliminator not again going back to one of the points earlier not that being an eliminator winning the eliminator is a big thing because if you're just going to be in that queue of other people that have gone through eliminators that is mandatory for whatever that is already mandatory or, or possibly the secondary mandatory whatever it, it, it's crazy um but people they, they just it's not healthy for the division and there's good, there are good fighters out there and it's a shame you know i do take back slightly my comments about it's very much reminiscent of the 80s i think that is unfair but you know i, I draw that conclusion when i just see somebody of trevor bryan in his condition uh, fighting for what is going back to the original point, the WBA regular heavyweight title. That was just when I, I, I stood back, and it's nothing against the, the challenger because I can't pronounce the chap's name. Jonathan Gidry. I messaged him on Instagram and, and said that um, he's so much appreciated that you know, he hopes he does as well, whatever. You know, it's I hope he gets some good fights and some um, some money from the performance he did, which was not expected whatsoever. For good for him, but with not with no respect towards him, that fight should not have gone that way. A split decision to somebody that was okay. He had a lofty number thirteen, if I remember right, uh, position. But what had he done up to that point to gain that number thirteen anyway? Why should they have to go to the number 13 anyway? Because of other people probably, uh, again, going back to the comment that they're all waiting, it's probably gone to the number two, three, four, five, six. Oh, and actually, maybe not, no. Because they wouldn't have gone in with somebody too because of the way he's been protected. Um, which goes on to actually so my next point with Trevor Bryan and one of the things I wanted to discuss. Very curious to know exactly what his motivation is because after the fight and even before the fight, He's been calling out all the people at the top. Now, that could be hot air because there's no point anybody calling out the people at the top anyway because you're not going to get the fight. And even if you did and everyone else was done, you'd be waiting for probably 2027. So there's no point. But is he doing it for extra press to show false balls? To Is he thinking of money or does he realistically think, and this is what I want to know, does he realistically think he can beat those people at the top because there's nothing in his displays that shows that he can't i mean what is his best career fight uh, a late stoppage of a very shop worn a very out of shape uh, at the end of his career having taken beatings bermond stiverne that's his best performance to date mm. does he really think that he can beat the people that he's been calling out uh, i no. doubt it uh, we've, we've talked about it if one, one said yes and he got a, a big purse, is he trying to cash himself out because he knows how bloody awful he really is? This is what I'm trying to get at. I just want to know. I'd love to jump into his head for just 30 seconds to find out. Do you really think you're that good? Do you really think you're the heavyweight champion? He's just taking lessons from Don King. But uh, 
but you know what? Yeah. He's practically a foot shorter than uh, Tyson Fury. So, so imagine those two in the ring. I mean, what did we? They're, they're both heavyweights, but imagine. I mean, how, how long yeah. would that fight last? I'm mean, looking at the, I mean, the golfing experience, the golfing class, the golfing everything. That would just be a, a, a mismatch. Let's go back to some of these questions a second. Daniel, uh, Daniel Dubois, Jared Anderson. Oh, absolutely. What a great fight. But that would not be done yet. Absolutely. A great future fight. Completely agree. Eddie Hearn should have signed I, the Russian heavyweight. Yes, yes. Very good. But you've got... The problem is with that, that uh, the, the Russian who's winning everything by KO. He looks very good. The opposition, I mean, what's the best opponent that he's fought? Um, one of the right. best ones yeah. was the Canadian, who you know, uh, Dylan Carmen, who is yep. probably, am I right with this? He's probably domestic level. Right. I mean, his best win probably was against the 51-year-old, was he 52, Fraser Ruddock. Uh, four or five years ago. That's probably his best win. But uh, he had him done, down, and finished in the first round. But, right. you know, end of the day, I'd, great, great potential. But who's the chap? I can never remember his name in the middleweight. Um, he'll come to me in a moment. Where he's won every single fight, every single fight by KO. Every single KO was in the first round, apart from the... His, a recent fight where he's actually taken the distance and he was dropped, I think it was twice as well. Um, those two fighters I see very similar. And with the heavyweight version, will he land up going the same way when um, the time comes where he actually steps up in uh, competition? And I think the answer to that one being fair is that nobody can say, oh, he's going to fall when he goes up a level. How can you tell? He is just, as far as I'm concerned, just a question mark. Um, and I just think he's just got to be uh, matched very well because if he's, you know, he's used to knocking people out, you know, he's got to be careful that you know, the first time he comes against somebody that's going to give some solid um, uh, any kind of anything, he's got to see how he, he responds to that. Uh, it could be good, it could be bad, we don't know. But uh, yeah, there's question marks over a few, and I think you know, the same could be said with Anderson, but I do think with the way he appears, choosing the words right, he appears to be very good. And appears to be one for the future. Ticks the boxes in in every single box, as far as I'm concerned. Jared Anderson is the real deal. I mean, a lot of people were early on comparing him to Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. But natural fact, one of the really good uh, writers out there, boxing writers, compared him to a heavyweight Shakur Stevenson. So um, he's getting some pretty rave reviews, and in a few years, he is going to be in that top 10 um, and barring injury, barring mismanagement. Uh, but he's the real deal when it comes to heavyweights and potential heavyweights. Uh, I'm looking forward to his climb up the ranks without a doubt. Like that, He's fun to watch. He's fun to listen to. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite heavyweights right Six now. Six all boxes, yes. Apart from how is he going to react when he gets hit on the chin? Has he got a good chin? <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. And that's why these guys must not rush them too quickly. Right. Um, but yeah, right. it's a really nice chap as well. It's really nice to, to, you know, sort of get behind somebody like that. Um, not saying that the other people in the division haven't got his, uh, his likable uh, ways and he's certainly got charisma. Um, uh, that'll be a breath of fresh air. I hope um, that he will fulfill the potential which he shows because the division needs it. 
Um, there's a lot of other good fighters out there, but there's nobody that's standing out. You know, you had Jagbur versus, um, what's his name? The uh, Cuban chap, uh, Sanchez. I mean, that, I mean, Sanchez won that. He won it easily, but I don't see Sanchez really sort of making it up to the top. And he is now, obviously, with the Jagbur victory, you know, one of the ones um, nearer the, the, the top of the pile of, of um, contenders. Uh, but he still doesn't stand out for me. Um, yes, the win over Jagbur was good, but I think that was more a Jagbur losing it, I think, and being, um, which is a shame because he was looking good. Uh, but that was him, I think, not reaching his potential more than Sanchez being absolutely cracking. I don't think he's big enough um, and is not consistent um, in his in his work. Um, that's how I see him. But now there's lots. It's it could the division is in a bad state, but I think it could be good. But I just don't think though their people are going to let their their fighters off the hook because they're all just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, I can repeat myself and repeat myself. It's the same thing, and it is it is a shame because the talents and the intriguing fights I think are there as well. Um, I really do. I, I like that comment uh, that we have in here from. Uh, a dairy pennant. I like the way he's termed that a heavyweight Grand Prix. I like that. Uh, if you stage it over a season, that gives these heavyweights the chance to go toe to toe and we actually get to determine a winner, even if it's not involving any of the ABC type uh, belts. At least we, the fans, would know from among these other boxers who is a great heavyweight champ or caliber you know what i mean i like i like the way are they willing that. to do it are they I mean? willing to actually do that are they willing to do the, that that's the thing and will pbc the, you know with the heavyweights they have would they let them go because they're very funny with taking their fighters um out of in-house as such um i think the penny's got to drop that you know they've got to see um i mean and they know more about it than we do but they've got to see at some point that there's nothing to be you know, unless you're going to match the top contenders with each other, there's going to be nothing big coming along for a long time. There's not going to be a sniff at one of the championships unless the champion is Trevor Bryan. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not going to happen. It won't. You know, is, is is Trevor Bryan is is Don King going to allow him to go in with somebody that's going to be in the top ten, which would definitely beat him? I mean, Don King might be ninety three five, whatever he is. Um, but he's still got his enough brain cells going in his head at his age that he know that Trevor Bryan surely, I mean, he can't be disillusioned that much. He knows what the, the deal is with him. He's just he's just right. milking it and and doing the best of what he can and doing it very well. He's still got it at his advanced age. Um, but you know, he's not going to risk it. He'll risk it against uh, somebody else that will appear to be good on paper or, or a, a flashy. Uh, record with no substance behind it, like the number 13 that's just been brought in, which is a shame because lovely guy and he gave it a good effort. I think um, I think uh, King must have been uh, while watching that fight and a few sort of uh, tense moments. I bet he was uh, getting a little bit, uh, yes, on his chair. <laughs> um, that that's not. I, I just hope that the Daniel Dubois situation does happen with him being the next person. I mean, for a while it looked like he was going to be the next person to it, and that's the only thing. Just back to this the whole point about is he being a worthy champion? Trevor Bryan, absolutely not. But 
if it's if it's the way it's going to be, you've got to make the best of a bad situation. And with that in mind, I think, and it would be nice to have somebody better come along wearing the belt, so that the person wearing the uh, so the actual fighter is the person that's making the belt and not attempting <clears throat> to have it the other way around. Because that, in the moment, unless you're completely delusional, is pure fantasy. Um, it's, it's nothing. That was the WBA um, supposed heavyweight championship. I'd love to know what the, the figures were for the, the turnout there because it mm. was a very small place uh, from what you could see from the um, the TV coverage. It was it was not very much. No. And again, that was, you had, again, the McCarby fight was, was reasonable. Um, and this was a fight that was... Um, promoted as six title fights to being world title fights. Um, it's, it's amazing how you can make something from nothing. No, the McCarthy fight was reasonable. Um, the other chap did well, but even that fight was a rematch with a supposed foregone conclusion. You know, it, it's uh, the only interest uh, and the reason why there was a lot of world interest in the Mukabu fight was the fact that uh, obviously you've got Canelo, which is meant to be, as he's got the WBC's permission to fight the winner of that bout. That is the only reason there was a lot of interest with this and why when I would do an article and it would go out on social media, um, majority of the time, that was the, the, the top article of the day. And I could have put out 16 articles that day and that was the, the top article. With hundreds, I uh, got one of the Macabu uh, fights was went into the thousands of views of the just that that one article. Um, it just shows it wasn't because of Trevor Bryan was fighting. It wasn't that Macabu was fighting because it was a rematch. It's because of you know the possibility with it's further info of what's happening with Canelo. Right. Um, apart from that, what would have the show really been? It was making something of nothing. Six title fights, two world title fights held in a very localish um, kind of venue, which uh, didn't hold that many. Um, yeah. But Canelo would have been watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yep. to the whole point is he a deserving champion? No. But should there be a regular championship? No. You know, it's happened at lower divisions. There's arguments about who's the champ. Is it the super person or the world heavyweight champ? I'm the world champ. No, but I'm the super champ. Doesn't matter. I'm still the world champ. It, it's an argument that's happened in all the divisions, but it's just so much because of the prestige of the heavyweight division. It just really this shows this up for being a, a terrible situation of having this world regular championship, and it should be um, taken out, um, especially by the WBA that making it worse. Um, but it should be taken out with the rest of their reduction program, which they're currently going through. And admittedly, under pressure, they're doing quite well. They are fulfilling so far. I oh, choose my words right. They're fulfilling so far as what I can see with what they had promised in the reduction. I just wish it would go just that little bit further. But uh, Along the same lines as uh, other sports, I wonder if uh, another option here for the boxing community the powers that be to consider it might be something like they do in tennis where you have uh, country versus country and extend that tournament over, as I said, a, a year long period uh, akin to this Grand Prix that this fellow has suggested. So I wonder if there are, there are other options uh, for independent promoters to consider if the money's there. But again, I'm not so sure these guys are actually fighting at this stage, like underneath the top five. 
for money per se. Right now, they want a chance at the, being a top five and contending for those world title championships. But underneath that top five, I'll bet if you put a couple hundred thousand bucks on the table, those fighters would go for it. Yes, I'm just trying to think in history if it's been done at heavyweight um, country versus country. I cannot recall uh, ever being been the case. The only tournament I've ever uh, only ever seen was the the 80s one, which was arranged by Don King. Uh, but that was the leading contenders and the current champions at the time. Now, I'm trying to remember what it was because it has been done exactly what you said, where it's been country against country. Um, but it was done at a lower level. It was very much uh, domestic level fighters um, that went in for this competition. Uh, it's quite well, a the, while the, ago. The reason, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because there seems to be a lot of, because of the pay-per-view situation, there seems to be a lot of interest in the Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano fight because you've got an Irish slash GB type fighter going against an American, or well, actually Puerto Rican, but let's just say for the sake of argument, you've got a European fighter going up against an American fighter. So I, th I think that's going to draw an awful lot of interest on both sides, the Atlantic uh, and, and a huge pay-per-view audience. So I have to wonder, thinking along those lines, whether boxing promoters might make sense of all this pay-per-view uh, if that is what's the guiding factor here not so many like 15,000 people in an arena that that's nothing these days in terms of cash but a pay-per-view audience where you're talking a million viewers even a hundred thousand viewers that's a that's a big payday for a boxer so I'm just wondering if there's a, another way of structuring this and you've said it's been done before um, I think there's something called the world boxing series a series of yeah, the World Boxing Super Series, that was the one which was done by Kelly Sowland. Um, you had, that was done first off, was it the lightweight division? Uh, now, a lot, a lot of the, um, they've done others, but they've gone under the radar. But the one that stood out at the time was the lightweight tournament, which you had um, a Scottish chap uh, winning it, Josh Taylor. He won that one. You had the Cruiserweights, obviously, where you had Usyk winning that one as well. That was very good because the, the Cruiserweight division at that time had some very good fighters in it. Um, but there's been it's happened at a couple of other weights as well. But that should be done. Um, it, it said, and it said a while ago before you had the division clogged up, that it should be done at heavyweight. Now it would be very good. What it, that would be such a good thing. I've never even um, recently given it, given it thought that would be something which would be the answer. Um, it would be the answer. It would create interest. It would generate a lot of money. It would sort out the the men from the boys. What a way to sort it out. Absolutely. That's that my two great. cents for the day. Mm. That's my two cents. I'm going to come Who's away. Steve? And, and Who's Stephen Shaw? Do you know Stephen Shaw? Yes, good prospect. Is he English? There's a, there's a few of them which are no. There's a few of them which are coming up which are very good. There's a few, but um, out of the top ten and uh, top fifteen, Jamero, uh Miller is the one which is the the standout for me still, uh, as you agree. Um, I still don't, you know, some of the other unbeaten fighters that are lurking, um, I'm still not convinced on. What's the, uh, the the chap's name? I always, always forget his name. Um, very unbeaten. Oh, God. Come to me in a second. Unbeaten. He is, I can't remember, is he Croatia? Yeah, he's from Croatia. Um, and you've got uh, the other Croatian chap. I always called him out, even if that would be a, a, a mismatch. <laughs> 
But there's a few of these um, unbeaten fighters which still there's they're all they're padded records, and there's uh, and something like a tournament would really sort oh, of oh, Philip Herkovic. Yes, yes, yes. Always, every time I talk to you, I always forget Herkovic's name for some reason. Um, looks a little bit like uh, the elder Klitschko, but um, I'm not sold on him or so far with the opponents that he's faced because, again, what's who's the best opponent that he's fought? It's so I'm just wondering what my dog is chewing down here as long as it's not cables. <laughs> been, oh, I, been good, only one just, cable's been chewed, it's a 25 pound cable. That's all. No, I, I just noticed Stephen Shaw. Stephen Shaw, he's 44 on box rack and he's 16 and 0. He's out of uh, St. Louis, USA. Huh. Speaking of uh, the Ukrainian fighters, uh, that was bad news I saw. Uh, was it uh, one of the Klitschko boys joining the army? Don't know anything about it. I believe. Uh, who's the younger? Who, who's the mayor of Kiev right now? So it's not that him. It's Vladimir. His younger Vladimir. Yeah, so his younger brother joined, joined the Ukrainian sorry, army. Vitaly, sorry, Vitaly is the elder one. He's the mayor of Kiev, and you've got Vladimir, which is the younger one. Yeah, so the younger one just joined the Ukrainian army to go fight uh, the Russians. Wow. So things things must be heating up. Uh, I mean, it's it's not it's honestly not headline news over here. Uh, but uh, when I saw that, a world famous boxer is joining the army. I mean, wow. That's, uh, and you've got a former heavyweight champ who's in the middle of it being the mayor of Kiev as well. Sort of right, watching him right. yesterday. There's a funny little thing just going away from boxing um, where you've got the, the situation, I don't know much about it, obviously, with the uh, the tensions which are happening over there. You had Germany, which was um, who said they're supporting the whole thing. And uh, Klitschko turned around and said, well, I don't think they're supporting much. And so the journalist asked, well, why is that? He said, they've given them 5,000 helmets and um, so, so many uh, plastic aprons as support. <laughs> Okay. Oh yes. boy. Yeah. That's anyway, it. anyway, politics, war. Yeah. Um, I just wish that uh, they were going for war and uh, there was no politics at the top of uh, the tree at the moment. But uh, no, final thing is is he a worthy champion? Trevor Bryan, absolutely not. Is it his fault? No. I don't blame him for cashing in on it. Uh, he will lose as soon as he goes up a level, which I don't think is going to happen. But if um, it's going to be Dubois that's going to be forced on him, uh, you know, Brian will lose absolutely. Dubois is a uh, couple of uh, leagues above or more. So someone's just been very nosy here. <laughs> yes. Well, you, so that's, you that's my you would that's my summary of it. It's uh, no, it's a poor situation, and uh, I felt bad when I was writing blah 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 tonight for the world heavyweight championship it's like i was writing it and i was cringing i did put it in inverted brackets though i think i think it just makes, makes a, st a statement on that one but uh yes for the wba world heavyweight championship ah, god i was cringing it's but, absolutely uh, true. just a writer well there you go apart so from you, that you... um yes so it's from uh what, from what i can read from the comments it seems like the ukrainians and the russians should solve their uh, differences in the ring, not not on the actual battlefield. Because well, if that's the case, I, then that uh, Ukraine will definitely win with uh, Vladimir and Vitaly. Well, let's see. Sure, they've got, uh, it seems that uh, we have Vladimir Ivanov is another good heavyweight prospect from Russia. 
uh, as is Adu Karim Edilov, another good Russian heavyweight. So this chap knows his stuff. He knows his Russians, that's for sure. Anyway, anyway, there we go. Yes, absolutely. An um, another great I'll discussion. See you next week. Hopefully Thank I you very some much. Good news from Monday. Um, could be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Make sure you ask those very pointed questions to Jake Paul. <sighs> yes, absolutely. Apart from that, till so next week. Cheers. Thank you very much. Bye bye. All the best. Bye. Remember, remember, like, share, subscribe.